Welcome to Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life. Your host is Ellen Morano. Today, along with her guest experts and co-hosts, Ellen will help contribute to your better life. This is done through the art and science of being happy. You can attract whatever you want in your life by having the right energy. By clearing your energy body, you help your physical body to better health. You'll learn breathing techniques, self-healing, meditation, and learn exercises that you can use today to help your own path to a better life. Now, here is Ellen Morano. Good morning. We're back online, and we have an interesting guest today. This is Bill Henke. He's a firefighter paramedic since 1997. He will share to us how he found pranic healing and how he incorporated this in his career and his life and how he made it like part of his lifestyle or his lifestyle and how he embraced it and make it so passionate about it in helping more lives. Welcome, Bill. Thank you, Ellen. Thank you so much for inviting me here today. Oh, it's this is a blessing. <laughs> anyway, so can you share how did you get to pranic healing? As far as how I, I found out about pranic healing? I want to make sure I'm getting uh, the, the question right here. I think you cut out for just a brief second. Oh, okay. Um, if you... So, so what I like to do when I talk about how I started with um, my experience in pranic healing is I let everybody know I didn't believe in this at all. This um, modality of healing was not part of my background. It is not part of my upbringing, and it was not part of my belief system growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I got into the fire department, I had a passion for helping people. I really, really did like doing service, and it was something that drew me into the career. So when I became a paramedic, I felt like my life goal was fulfilled. Um, being a firefighter paramedic was always the position I wanted to be in, and I felt like that was the best way that I could be of service um, to people in emergency situations when they don't have any um, hope for help and people just need help. I wanted to be the one that could be there to help them. And so that's what was very rewarding to me about the, the career. Um, and Fire Academy trained in 1994, hired by Santa Ana Fire Department in 1997. So I have over 20 years on as a you know full-time professional firefighter. And it was after becoming a paramedic in 2000, I got um, certified as a paramedic, and a couple things happened at that time. The way I first was introduced to pranic healing was uh, when I took a meditation class. Um, in my career as a paramedic, I noticed it was fun, but it was, all, it was also stressful, and I also had some other stress factors going on in my life outside of the fire department. So I found a meditation class, and I I thought, you know what, maybe this is what I need to do to to help reduce my stress level is take a meditation class. And the instructor in the meditation class was also a pranic healer. And so in addition to teaching some basic meditation techniques, she also taught uh, about this weird healing thing called pranic healing. And I didn't think it sounded very, um, let's just say, I didn't think it sounded real when she was talking about it. 
And I even saw her perform a few demonstration healings. And I saw her waving her hands and making neck pain and shoulder pain go away. And I said, that is absolute BS. (laughs) There is no way that you can expect me to believe that you're just going to wave your hands like that and make pain go away. Because that didn't fit with my background in medicine. It didn't fit Mm -hmm. with what I knew about medicine at the time, which was you have diagnosis and you have, you know, treatment in the medical system. But to just have a way to wave your hands and make pain go away, that was not um, anything that I could relate to. So Mm -hmm. that was my first introduction to pranic healing. And it wasn't until a couple, about a year or two after that, that I actually had a reason to try it for myself. We had... uh, a pregnancy. My wife was going through a pregnancy that was very, very painful. And we went to her doctors and several doctors trying to find out why she was in so much pain and everything they could check was perfectly normal. And so the only uh, report back we could get was hopefully when your pregnancy is done, the pain will go away. And that was still five months out. Wow. And so I thought that's a long time to suffer 24-7. She was in pain 24-7. And um, we were kind of at a loss for what to do. And I thought, man, I don't know if this is going to work, but what about that weird healing thing that I heard about? And I wasn't sure if it worked, but she said it could work when the doctors don't know what to do, so maybe we'll try it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I searched online for pranic healing, and I found a class. And after I took the class, I found out it, it helped. It helped her. her. Her pains went away, and she started feeling better right after taking the level one class. And, and when I say that, I have to remind you that even at that time, I still wasn't too sure about it. Uh-huh. So how did, but, are you both, you and your wife, into it, like, let's try this? Or is just you looking for other ways to help her? Is she on board too right off, away? No, no, it started off with just me looking for something to help her. Um, mm-hmm. Because she didn't have the same... Um, like I would have to say that as a paramedic, I actually had a, a short journey where my mind was kind of open to the possibility of alternative healing that actually made me like receptive to the idea of it. That's when I was seeing things as a paramedic that I couldn't really put my finger on as far as medical, you know, I couldn't explain it medically. I couldn't explain it scientifically. I was watching things happen with patients and I was thinking, well, there's something else going on here. So I kind of had that awakening on my end to make me open to tripronic healing. My wife didn't have that. What she did have, though, is her background in her family. They do have a lot of, like, I guess you would call it folk medicine, um, a lot of different alternative things that some of her, some of her mom's relatives would do um, that I didn't really understand. She's of a Hispanic culture, so it didn't make sense to me. But she did believe that there was something else going on beside medicine. So, so she also did have her own receptivity. Mm-hmm. Good. But it so was what was the condition? It was a very uh-huh. new experience to us. We were just willing to try it because we didn't have any other idea what to do. Mm-hmm. So I read in your bio, like, how did she go through? Like, she was pain-free until she had the delivery? So uh, that's another fun part about it. She started having her pains would go away and then they would come back and so I would do more sweeping and I do more healing and then they would go away. So it was kind of like we had to keep working on her to make her feel good, but it worked. Mm-hmm. Now, some, one other thing that we noticed was that certain beds were uncomfortable to her. You know, it, her body was very swollen at the time, so 
So she'd sleep in some places she could sleep, certain places she couldn't sleep. And so uh, there was one time where I knew she liked this bed, but for some reason it made her uncomfortable. And without her even knowing, I went in and I did the cleansing technique that we learned in our level one class. Master Ko taught us a cleansing technique, how you can just clean off congested energy from an area. And mm-hmm. I did that room clearing technique in the bedroom and on the bed. And she had no idea that I did it. It was completely wasn't when she wasn't around. The next day, she asked me, she said, did you do something in that room? Because I noticed it felt so much better last night. And mm-hmm. I thought, oh, how'd you notice? Like, I'm surprised that she could notice that I did. I hadn't told her about it, but she could feel the difference in the energy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that part, uh, we did a lot of continuous healing along the way. Now, if I can just briefly share the story about her delivery, that was, to me, was the most important part of this whole, you know, healing experience. Our first baby was a very, very complicated delivery, and she ended up having to go for cesarean at the end of four hours of unsuccessful labor. So now, in this second pregnancy, the doctor said, you're for sure going to need another C-section. You have a bigger baby. You didn't progress. You didn't dilate all the different factors that they have on their checklist of whether or not you can try for a natural delivery, they said, you don't have any of those. So we're going to recommend you schedule your C-section. And we said, that was such a very difficult procedure and such a painful recovery. We really want to try natural delivery. And the doctors are telling us it's not likely, um, but they were tolerant. And so um, they agreed to let us try. So -hmm. the whole time when she did, uh, this was really funny. The night that she went into labor, I was out on a fire. It was on July 1st. We had a firework started a fire in a, in a factory, and I was out most of the night. And when I finally got back to the station, um, she actually called our dispatcher center to tell me that she was in labor, so I got to leave from the fire before I had to stay the rest of the night. And when I met her at the hospital, um, she was going through her contractions, and so I had my Miracles Through Chronic Healing book, and I had my spray bottle, and I made up a salt bowl in the room. And so the whole time I was sweeping and sweeping and doing the, there was a procedure that was um, the procedure for how to facilitate or hasten childbirth. And I was just following those instructions. And the whole time we were, we were praying and invoking for blessings and following the healing protocol. So once, the, once they finally found that my wife had dilated and it was time to start active labor, they called for the doctor to come in. Before the doctor could even arrive, her, child, her delivery was already done. She delivered yeah. so fast and easily, a two pounds heavier baby, two inches taller than our first child. There was no way to explain why this one went so good based on the, you know, how her body didn't tolerate the first delivery, except I figured it was blessings through the healing and, and seriously a, a miraculous um, healing for us that it was able to, to make it happen so quickly and easily. And that's, that's when I said, this is really working. <laughs> it's real. So you mean you did your healing at the delivery room with your bowl and your salt spray, a salt bowl and a sprayer? Absolutely. So, you know, in the hospital, they have those emesis basins, like the little tubs. I I borrowed one of those and filled it up with water and I poured my salt into it and I had my sprayer. And, um, you know, the first couple times the nurse would come in and she thought it was kind of weird, but I think that she realized it was making my wife feel better. And so... They, they, were, they were pretty patient with us about it. But, yeah, I was doing the healing most of the time. 
And, uh, you know, some of the times my wife would be like, come on, rub my back, massage my back. And, I, and I'm over standing away doing my sweeping. And I said, no, 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 this is working. This is working. So, so we'd, we'd go back and forth a little bit. But, you know, it, we were still in there for hours. But, but once she did dilate and once they did say it was okay to start pushing, that, I want to say, was, uh, it was less than a half hour. I mean, she was in an active labor less than a half hour before natural delivery. Wow, that's a very, very great testimonial. So I suppose, I hope that if ever they get, they ask for 911, I hope they don't ask you, can Bill Henke be on board with that ambulance? I, I know, wouldn't that be great? I, I would love if we could do this openly in a pre-hospital setting. And if we could, I think it wouldn't be long before they wanted a pranic healer to come on every ambulance. Because, you know, as of now, um, I'm still hopeful that this will be approved for pre-hospital care. But right now in the medical community, it's not accepted yet. However, I know from my own healing experience, there are so many people, for example, with back pain. We go out on patients with back pain all the time, and we take them to the hospital. And then in the hospital, they, they get a pain medicine, they get a shot of Toradol or some, some other pain medicine, and then they come back home. And then in a couple days or a couple weeks, their back hurts again, and they call us again. And we get to know these patients on a first-name basis because we're going out there over and over. Mm-hmm. And in the hospital system, it's not easy to diagnose or treat back pain. So, so that's one specific type of complaint that we see so much where when I get to do healings, you know, in my healing practice that I have on the side, I get to work on a lot of clients with back pain. And when we do some healing, it takes away their back pain. And I think to myself, why can't I do this to everyone that calls 911? We could save so many emergency room visits. We could save so many, um, you know, ambulance transports and, you know, save money for the clients who don't, don't need to pay for an ER you know, you save the insurance company from the, the billing and, and most importantly, keep the emergency room beds open uh, for, for patients that are you know, more seriously ill. So I, I just really wish I could do this. You know, I can do some distant healing after the fact and pray and send blessings, but, but I really feel like we could save a lot of patients trips to the hospital if we could do healings right there. Wow, that's interesting. I thought emergency is just like life-threatening calls, but lower back so, pain, that's um, you know, a simple well, protocol the for chronic hitters. There, uh-huh. there's, a definite, there's been a definite shift over the years in emergency care. I think when the emergency, well, the original reason why paramedics was developed for heart, heart problems, you know, people were having a heart attack, um, there was defibrillators and heart um, medicines, that was the original reason why the paramedic system was invented. And then the emergency room was truly to treat emergencies because otherwise people would just go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Now, over the years, there's been a lot of different shift in how that looks. And what I've noticed is for people that don't have access to really good quality preventive care, I'm talking about some of the low-income clientele, um, they might not have the best insurance coverage or they might not have the best access. 911 has become their, their way to get any medical care, even if it's for something as minor as a fever, cough, cold, or flu. Really? So that, that has become putting a lot of impact on the, the paramedic system. And then unfortunately is if we have a patient with a, 
a cough, they might have pain in their chest. And we don't know whether that's just a cough or could they also be having a heart problem. So we have to take them to the emergency room considering the possible worst case scenario. Now the emergency room is filled up with so many patients with cough and cold and flu symptoms and and some of them are truly ill. There are some people who really do need emergency treatment, but in the meantime, it's really filled up the emergency rooms with less urgent cases. And for people with back pain, um, you know, I'm talking people call when their back pain is so severe they can't even walk. And when they can't even walk, they can't even get in the car to get to the hospital on their own. So they call the ambulance to, to help carry them to the hospital. And, and that's okay because that's what we do for people that they can't even get up. But there's a lot of people with less severe ailments that I really believe chronic healing could help and, and prevent them from having to tie up an emergency room bed if we could do it. Wow, that's a very nice uh, story, Bill. So in a little bit, we're, we're going on a break. And then when we come back, you will share more story about are you doing something while the ambulance is heading to the hospital? Okay, so stay tuned. Perfect. Uh, Bill will share more of his uh, stories. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Step by step, you made it through the journey of pregnancy. Now your baby is in your arms and you're on the cusp of a new journey, breastfeeding. As a new parent, you receive a lot of advice, much of it conflicting, some of it outdated. Tune into Born to be Breastfed with host Marie Biancuso to bust through the myths about feeding your baby. Marie and her guests will help you figure out what you can expect and put you on the best and surest path on your breastfeeding journey. Listen every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. You probably don't spend too much time talking about that place down there. Why not? There's now a show where that's mostly what we talk about and so much more. It's the Womb Happy Hour with host Lorraine Giordano. It's all about your body and the magical power you possess. Guys, you might want to tune in too. There's no reason to be squeamish. Listen for the Womb Happy Hour broadcasting live every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Voice America. 
You're listening to Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to Ellen at pranichealing.com. Now, back to Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life. Here again is Ellen Morano. Okay, we're back. So, Bill, I know most most of the health professionals, you know, especially your profession, you're used to, like, saving lives, you know, get them out of the critical situation. So, is there a time, like, when you pick up a patient and you rush them to the emergency hospital, do you ever do something to ease their pain or discomfort? So what I've noticed in that respect is that there are certain things I can do, but I can't do any of that publicly as of yet. If Mm -hmm. I have a patient, for example, who has suffered a critical injury and they're in severe pain and I've already taken care of all the the medical treatment that I can do, um, you know, obviously we, we stabilize fractured bones, we start an IV to help maintain their blood pressure, Um, certain things that I have to do, and then sometimes we still have a a ways to go before we get to the hospital. In those couple minutes, if I have some free time, I can't do the full pranic healing technique because doing some waving or sweeping, any of that that would be obvious would be be unprofessional, and it it would probably go against my my practice um, as a paramedic. But we do a lot of invocation healing anyway as part of the healing protocol, So if I have a minute, I say a prayer and just silently, I invoke for blessings silently and I pray for divine blessings, divine healing to go to this patient and to help to ease their suffering and to help bring their physical body back to perfection. And I just, I do that kind of invocation blessings and I can feel like sometimes it helps. Did you see some change in their facial expression or they ease up? You can. I, I will tell you, sometimes I can, uh, sometimes asking, so um, we've been giving you some IV fluids now. Do you feel like your pain is going away? Uh, I can make the question like that and ask, uh, you know, if they haven't update their pain scale, um, uh, even though it's, it has to do with the invocations we've been doing. I uh, did notice one time I had, a, I had a patient, I forget what the injury was, but we were going to give them morphine for pain management. And uh-huh. so... Their pain was really severe, and so uh, what I happened was the IV access for the morphine was behind them. And so I, I put the syringe on the IV, and right before I pushed the morphine, I just wanted to ask one more time, so, okay, give me, a, give me a pain rating right now. And they said, oh, the pain's gone, because she thought I already gave the medicine. Like, she thought that I already pushed the morphine in the IV, but I didn't yet. And so I was just asking, and so, so I don't know if that was power of suggestion, but it also just goes to show that your mind is very powerful, and sometimes pain can be relieved um, without medicine. So, so that was really funny because I went ahead and disconnected the morphine, and I, I didn't ever gave it, but her pain was gone. So, so with that, you can do by asking the patient or by checking the facial expression because sometimes we do use that to give them a, a, a rating on the pain scale. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I, heard, I read in one of the teacher's books that if you have such a big heart to help people, even just by touching them and be beside them and talking to them, 
you already give them some comfort. Not only by words, but energetically it follows that they're being, you know, treated well. And, you know, like most of the issues are emotional. So just addressing that emotional component eases them from their discomfort. Isn't that right? That is something that I have been observing more and more. And I do believe it to be true. Uh, people do need some emotional support. That's a big part of it sometimes. And as far as the ability to help heal people just by keeping an open heart, I truly feel when I'm starting my shift, I do meditation on twin hearts in the morning, and I, I pray that throughout the rest of the day, anybody that I have called upon to treat is able to you know, be healed by divine energy that flows through and to them. And so I try to set that intention in the very beginning of the shift so that even if it's a busy day and I don't consciously remember to do it on every single call, I kind of try to keep that standing order in the back of my mind that I'm already trying to give blessings and healing to people as I respond to them. And I'm sure it helps. Wonderful. So let's go back to the emergency. I think you mentioned it already. Like, is that emergency originally was just for heart issues. So now it has loaded the emergency room with minor issues, right? A, a lot of minor issues. Um, it's almost like sometimes that even some emergency rooms have set up a separate department just to handle the minor cases that come in. Um, so they try to keep beds available for the more serious patients. Mm-hmm. But, um, but it's, it is true. A lot of times people come in with less urgent um, emergencies. But in our healthcare system right now, that's kind of way the way it's set up and, until we can find a way to, to separate out the different categories of, of acuity um, mm-hmm. more accurately. Okay. Maybe for the listeners in this radio show, can you give some inputs like what other tips or techniques you can suggest to buy time to get to the emergency room? Because I think sometimes it's more on the panic mode that, you know, a little discomfort, they have to run to the emergency room. So do you have any tips? Like what is really the right timing that is alarming? Yes. So I I have a certain... um, metric that I use as far as when you can um, decide whether pranic healing is going to help to avoid or delay the need to get to the emergency room or whether you should need to go more urgently. And mm-hmm. so um, by using that so far, it's been really effective for me. And you're right. A lot of times uh, people do have a, like a panic mode. And the hard part about that is that certain things could be an emergency. And so if we're thinking worst case scenario, we do want to get to the emergency room. Um, mm-hmm. But even to address that point, a lot of patients that go into the emergency room, even if they come in by ambulance, depending on how busy the emergency room, there could be a wait of two hours, four hours. In a lot of places, six hours is not uncommon for your wait to the emergency room. In fact, some communities have set up a website to where you can log into that emergency room website, put in your, you can check in online, and then they'll tell you if it's a six-hour wait, then you can just stay home and then go in six hours later to, to get into the emergency room without sitting in the waiting room all day. So, so I like to think this. 
certain things, if a person's having trouble breathing, like acute onset of difficulty breathing, a breathing situation, I would say, if, if you're in a situation where your health, your health might be compromised by trouble breathing, go ahead, call 911, get an ambulance transport to the hospital, um, because that's, that's something that could be urgent. Um, but a lot of people have like a, an asthma condition, for example, or something where they, they deal with their own breathing conditions. Now, if you can apply some pranic healing, do some sweeping, clear out a couple chakras, do sweeping on the lungs, for example, and if you notice that your breathing is improved, then that's your own way to validate that the pranic healing was effective. And so that, that may make it so it's not as urgent. And then now maybe, maybe it could be made an appointment with your own doctor versus a trip to the emergency room. I had one client a couple months ago, and I had done some work before on his heart. He actually had some heart conditions, and we did healing on his heart. And then one afternoon, um, his wife called and said, hey, um, my husband's having trouble breathing. Um, can you do some healing on him? And they're in Chicago. So my first instinct was, well, I can't get to meet you today, so I'll do distant healing over the phone. I kind of wish I could get to see you because then I could get a feel for whether you should go to the emergency room or if we can try healing. But mm-hmm. since the, he didn't want to go to the hospital, I said, okay, let's do healing for you then. As I was doing sweeping on his heart and his lungs, I could feel the congestion. And usually when I feel the congested prana, after a sweeping for a few minutes, usually it's gone. And then when that congestion is gone, you can feel the aura is clean and healthy. And then usually if the person feels better right away, it's good. But even if they don't feel better right away, within a few minutes, they can feel an improvement. This time as I was doing the sweeping, I noticed it wasn't going away. It wasn't feeling any better. And I asked, okay, how's your breathing? It wasn't any better. And I said, okay, look, energetically, I feel like it's not getting cleaned up. I really, really think you should go to the emergency room. But if you're not going to go to the emergency room, at least go to an urgent care and, and see a doctor and let them put you on a heart monitor and just just get that little bit of a checkup today because something feels like it needs to be attended to. Mm-hmm. That afternoon, I got a call back from them, and they said, thank you for telling us that. We went to the urgent care, and the doctor at urgent care checked him out on his heart and called 911 and got a paramedic ambulance there and sent him into the emergency room by paramedics. Mm-hmm. They said he was having congestive heart failure, and he really needed to go to the emergency room. And I said, well, thank heavens for that, because I, I could tell just by feeling his aura, it wasn't right, and, and it definitely needed medical care. And they were grateful, because they didn't have no intention of going to the doctor that day. Wow. Wow. Look at you so for from your, so not believing. Considering, I, I know, right? From not believing to actually seeing it work like this. And know, then feeling it, you know, feeling the congestion. A- absolutely. You know what? You can feel it energetically once you learn how to scan the aura. Uh-huh. You can feel it, and it's not. It doesn't take any advanced skills or intuition or any you know fancy abilities. You can just feel it, and when you feel it, you you know that it's accurate because energy is just a very accurate picture of what's going on in the body. Mm, energy doesn't lie, huh? It doesn't. It can't. Energy is just pure truth. And once uh-huh. you feel it, you can learn to trust it. And it gives a lot of accurate information in, in, in physical ways and in emotional ways. You know, so talking about people who might be going into panic mode, mm-hmm. you can kind of feel, is this panic mode? Is this anxiety? Or is there really a problem with the organs? You know, you can scan the pancreas, scan the heart, scan the lungs, and you can kind of feel, 
is this just an emotional um, factor right now, or is there something that really needs further checkup today in the emergency room? And to me, just being able to sort out an emergency versus not emergency, then even if you need medical care, that's fine. Go to your doctor or go to urgent care. You can, you can make a, a proper decision that may not need to be in an emergency room, depending on what you feel. Mm-hmm. So does that mean prevention is still very important? I like to think prevention is the most important and, and thank heavens, there's several product healing protocols that are specifically designed for preventive healing where, mm-hmm. you know, think about it this way. Is it harder to put out a forest fire when the whole forest is burning or is it, is it easier when it's just a little tiny smoldering spark that you can easily extinguish? The same mm-hmm. thing in our healing body when our, you know, when our physical health is good and maybe there's just a tiny little start of something, it's easy to heal that versus waiting for a very advanced illness. Mm-hmm. So preventive healing strives to keep the energy body clean and keep the organs clean and keep the health at a very optimal level. And, uh, and in doing that, you stay healthy. It, um, you know, it can help to shorten the length of illness or even prevent illness if you're if you're fortunate enough to have really good healing outcomes. But just by doing preventive healing, I find that when people feel good and they're in good health, it, that like makes so much of an improvement in life. Quality of life is very, very good when you have good health. Mm-hmm. Good. So you're the best person to give that example about fire. You know, like you, you just you mentioned know, about it, right? I have so much. It's funny when we when we learned about uh, these pranic healing techniques from from Master Co, and even mm-hmm. when I was you know taking classes from Master Chokuksui, the founder of pranic healing, I found so much of what they taught is directly applicable in in the fire department. Or you know I can relate to my experience in the fire department by what they're teaching, and and it's because what they teach is very practical. You know they they were both engineers. Uh, prior to getting into the energy field. And so, so much of how they teach is very good, practical, hands-on, systematic method to where I can relate is a, in the fire department the principles of their teaching. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's amazing. Like, do you apply those techniques, principles also when you go to fire? I know you've been to that very, very um, scary fire in Santa Barbara. So there are several ways that pranic healing helps my career immensely. Um, one of them is just the job of being a firefighter is very hard on the body. Um, it's, it's physically demanding. A lot of times um, we have 24-hour shifts or 48-hour shifts, and then on that uh, fire in, in Santa Barbara County, we were out for two weeks. Um, you can imagine working 24-hour shifts, um, doing very strenuous physical labor, after a while is, is very hard on the body. But by using pranic healing on myself during our rest periods, it helps me to get recovery faster, uh, stay healthier. You know, while a lot of guys were, you know, kind of feeling a lot of aches and pains, I was able to heal those up right away so that the next day we came on shift, I'm ready to start off again feeling good. And I actually had two of our chiefs that were on our strike team wanted me to do healing on them because they saw how good I felt and they said, hey, can you do some healing on me? And so I, I was happy that I actually got to do healing on some other members of my strike team. Um, the best thing I can do, I, I can't tell them 
I mean, I can. I can try and tell them they should do healing, but most guys, they're not open to it. But then when they see me as feeling really good and healthy and strong, they're like, hey, how do you stay so, how are you staying so good? And I'm thinking, well, I'll show you how, and I'd be glad to, to let you try it. Um, and that's the best testimony I, I can give to have them try it. So not only does it help me to stay physically healthy, but there are so many other stressors as a firefighter um, dealing with um, the, the emotional trauma of the patients that we respond to and mm-hmm. I found that in the past, what affected me even more was dealing with a family. Like, for example, we might respond to a child that just suffered a very traumatic uh, death. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's hard on us in one way, but even more traumatizing to watch the family that's now suffering that loss. Mm-hmm. And that used to really, really bother me. And I think it bothers all of us in the emergency field because we, we're, we're emotional and compassionate and we care for people. So now we see parents that just lost their child, and it's, it's really traumatic and devastating. The teachings of pranic healing have helped me understand so much more about soul karma and group karma and family karma and how there's no coincidences, how God's divine guidance is behind all these conditions, and it really helps me come to a sense of inner peace. So it's not so, it doesn't cause so much suffering anymore for me to witness these things. And, and that alone has also helped my, my emotional uh, status because I know a lot of emergency workers, they turn to other methods to deal with that stress, and some of them aren't mm-hmm. so healthy. Mm-hmm. Wow. And also having that very confident feeling or having that teachings, you also portray the right energy to the family. Yes. Yes, because we also want to try to send them peace and blessings and to, and to help to, to help comfort them through, through their process. So everything is just a flow of energy. It's just the right energy you want to portray to them, right? That's, that's so, exactly it. Uh-huh. That's an amazing um, feedback and a very profound experience. So we'll be back after the break, and uh, Bill will share more about his journey of being a firefighter paramedic. We'll be back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. What causes us to be sick? We're not talking about the actual illness or the scientific cause of illnesses. We're talking about your body and health. Listen for the healing whisper of return to peace. Each week, host Dr. Marianne Chase shows you how to listen to your heart to identify poor health, stress, and disease. You'll learn how to heal energetically and spiritually as well as physically. It's time to depend less on the drugs and more on the heart. The Healing Whisper airs live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you finding your frequency? 
It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to Ellen at pranichealing.com. Now, back to Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life. Here again is Ellen Morano. Okay, we're back with Bill. Okay, Bill, so you mentioned that you were there at the Santa Barbara fire for two weeks. So in pranic healing, you learn exercises, not just like the healing, the breathing. Did you apply those to yourself to keep you strong and handle all those uncertainties? Yes, that helped a lot. Um, The mental physics exercises are a good set of physical uh, energy charging exercises. What happened was when we were on our um, 24-hour shifts there, it meant that after working throughout the day, you know, even throughout the night, we still had to work. And so when I had a chance to take a few minutes break, I would go ahead and do those exercises and just really refresh my body and recharge so I didn't feel that dragging, drowsy, or lethargy through the shift. And they really do work. Well, those are even simple exercises. But in pranic healing... Every exercise is connected to the energy centers, right? To make it pump better to feed the physical body, right? Well, that's exactly how I understand it. And what's interesting is when I learn these exercises, I find there's a very definite correlation to how it works in the physical body. Like, for example, um, they talk about how your blood pressure is regulated by a certain energy center in your back. And then they talk about how you can do an exercise that will help that energy center normalize. And I've actually had some of my clients who come in for hypertension healings, and I say, okay, well, let's go ahead and do this technique that's supposed to work on helping your blood pressure. And so we do the technique, 
and we can actually blood, measure with a blood pressure cuff and actually watch uh, their blood pressure come down to the point where I have several clients who have gone to their doctor and said, doctor, my blood pressure is okay, I can come off my medicine, and they've come off their blood pressure medicine completely by their blood pressure normalizing, even to the point where they don't need medicines anymore. So, so as far as helping clients you know, manifest their own healing, you can use these techniques. But for me, what I found is that um, the, the energy teachings as they're given are simple, they are systematic, and they directly apply to what I've learned about anatomy and physiology in paramedic school to the point where I can wrap my head around it. Uh, I, you're not just telling me, oh, do this breathing technique and you're going to get healed. They say this breathing technique goes through certain channels. It cleanses certain chakras, energy centers. By cleansing that, it, those are corresponding to certain internal organs that will, that will have the effect physically. So I can see how they went through to apply the inner science, the energy healing, to the physical science, which is our, our body's anatomy and physiology. Wow. So you also protect yourself. Like Kim was the guest last week, and she was talking about, as a health professional, how do you protect yourself? So that's exactly, that's, that's one of the things I really enjoy about pranic healing is we have to protect ourselves energetically. So in physical healing, you know, obviously we wear gloves. We don't touch patients without our gloves on. A lot of times we wear a mask or goggles or a gown. Whatever we have to do to protect ourselves from patients from the different, uh, you know, blood-borne and airborne pathogens. Energetically, here's, here's the way energy also corresponds to that, is that our own energy field is pushing out from our body in the aura. And so think about the viruses or bacterias or microscopic particles. These are so tiny that they can actually be pushed away by a strong aura, the same way a wind might push something away in the air. So by keeping strong, healthy energy channels, you're actually less likely to catch colds or flu because those viruses are actually being pushed away from the body by your own aura. And that's what we learned in class. And what I like about our classes is Master Ko always says, don't believe this until you've tried it. Absolutely validate all the teachings for yourself. So I used to think, okay, is it really true that this, you know, healing will actually keep you healthy? And so they'd say, well, don't trust us. Try it and you make your own conclusions. So I start following the teachings and I follow the techniques and I do the breathing exercises. And then over time, I just noticed my kids come home from school bringing all the coughs and colds that go around the school and yet I'm not getting sick. I work in through flu season at work and exposed to so many patients with pneumonia and the flu and going to the hospitals and they're getting exposed to so many people with so many different illnesses. And yet my body stays healthy and I'm not coming down with anything. And then finding with my coworkers who aren't really practicing any energy healing, you know, they're, they're catching things as you'd be expected being exposed to so many people that are ill. So I start having to tell myself something that I'm doing is causing me to be healthier. Maybe it's this pranic healing. Maybe it's the energy techniques that I've been taught that is keeping the aura healthy and strong, which is also keeping my body healthy and strong. And so for me, that alone is worth the price of admission for all these classes. I mean, like, like when we take these classes, originally we want to heal other people, but when you find out that they can heal yourself and that you can stay healthy and well, that's, that's an even better reason. Yes, because we cannot give what we don't have. We better have exactly. good energy, right? Exactly, exactly. We, we need to stay strong and healthy so that we can help make other people strong and healthy and share, those, share that through service. 
So can you elaborate more about from not totally believing to now feeling the energy and even telling your patient that you have to go to the emergency room because just feeling the energy, it feels like they have to. So that's how I can really relate to people that don't believe in this. Like, um, you know, in some parts of the world, energy healing is very widely accepted. And there's some places in the world that they've been doing this for hundreds or thousands of years. This is nothing new. It's only new to, to me and new to us in the West. Uh, a lot of us don't, don't have that background yet. So I can relate when people don't believe in it. And so I say, okay, look, don't, don't believe it just yet. Let's just uh, have an open mind. So through the techniques that we learn in class about how to scan the aura, how you can sensitize your hands and you can start learning how to feel the energy. Once you can feel the energy, it makes it very easy to see the condition of the chakras and see if somebody, you know, is having a more serious illness or whether it may be just a little something energetically. But also for me, my own process was that I, I saw a lot of things firsthand that pranic healing did that was able to make me believe. Mm-hmm. For example, I, you know, first, when I saw my first couple of people that I practiced on, it, it was still hard for me to believe it because I thought, well, maybe it was just in your head. Maybe that pain went away by the placebo effect. You know, maybe this didn't really do anything, but you feel better, or maybe you just don't want to hurt my feelings, and so you're saying it worked. But I couldn't put my, you know, my observation on it. So I had one, one lady one time. She had a, an injured finger. She jammed her finger in the doorway, and it was swollen and purple and stiff. Mm-hmm. And so she was in a lot of pain, and I said, well, do you want me to try this healing technique, and we'll see if we can make your finger feel better? Mm-hmm. So she was open to it. I started doing sweeping over her hand, and I could feel the energy felt a little bit congested. And so as I was praying and sweeping and doing the pranic healing technique, I actually saw within five minutes that the swelling was going away and the color was starting to go back to normal. After five more minutes, I saw that the swelling was completely gone. The discoloration was completely back to normal. Her finger had full range of motion. The pain was gone. And that I couldn't disbelieve because I was able to witness for myself actual range of motion, swelling, and color going back to normal in her finger in 10 minutes, which is an injury that usually takes days and sometimes even weeks to go away. Mm-hmm. But I had to have my own personal experience witnessing it. So when I have somebody who's not really believing, I say, okay, I totally get it. I was there. Mm-hmm. I go, if we try this, it's non-invasive. You're not putting anything in your body. There's no side effects. It can't not do any harm. If it doesn't work for you, at least it, it's not going to make things any worse. So when you say that, people are like, okay, well, let's give it a try. And as far as in my business now, since uh, this has turned into a full-time business for me on the side, which I never expected would happen, but since <laughs> I do have a lot of clients now that come to my office for healings, I always tell people, look, if this doesn't work and you got no benefit, I will not charge you anything, full money-back guarantee, 100%. All you have to do is say, Bill, that didn't work for me, and I will give you back your money. I'm not going to charge anybody for something that doesn't help. And that's been my guarantee for seven years now, and so far nobody has asked for their money back because everybody feels good after their healing. Wow, seven years. If you're passionate with anything, you know, time just flew by quickly. So maybe you start inviting, you know, listeners where they can find you 
and how can they see a firefighter paramedic as a healer? Yes, yes, I would, I would love to do that, and I would love to, um, to talk with anyone personally who has more questions that they want to ask about me. I'm, I'm very happy to share my information and to help, happy to help inspire people to follow uh, the steps that I've taken. Um, I am absolute living proof that if I can learn how to do this, anybody can learn how to do this. Uh, I like to think that firefighters are not the smartest guys. Um, you know, usually when there's a building on fire, the smart people are the ones that are getting out of the building. So when firefighters are the ones going inside, you have to question their intelligence from the beginning. But, no, it's uh, not the intelligence, but, but it's their heart. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Maybe that's it. Okay, um, so Bill, uh, don't forget, invite them. That, uh, what's that? Tell them where they can find you. So, so I have a website. It's called Prana Medics. It's, uh, I, I call it the Paramedics of Prana Healing. So it's www.pranamedics.com medics.com and if you go to the website it has a way that you can contact me by either uh, phone and I, I have my phone number in there and I have my um, uh, email in there so that anybody can reach out to me. I truly, truly love to share my experience with people and in addition to that my goal was to deliver, 20, to deliver 24-7 products because I figure I'm already on duty 24 hours a day as a paramedic why not be on duty 24 hours as a pranic healer? So we have a 24-hour number. You can call any time of the day or night, and we have pranic healers that are available. Um, I have a group now that works out of my office, and for any time of day, we'll get a message. If you're looking for a pranic healer, somebody will, will reach out to you in a few minutes, and if you have an urgent healing, we can start doing distant healing right away. And for people that don't have an urgent healing, we can set up an appointment either distantly, online. Um, we do healings over the phone, we do healings over FaceTime or Skype, and we do healings in the office. So um, I have a lot of clients now in other countries and across the U.S. I like to think that there's, there's, uh, since distant healing works so well, there's no reason why we can't be available to deliver pranic healing all the time. Okay, Bill. Thank you so much for your time, your wonderful stories. We wish a lot of Thank people you. will be inspired. Thank and you're in California, right? Orange County. And whoever is That's nearby, correct. you know. I'm in Orange County. Yes, I'm okay. in Orange County, California. We're located in Huntington Beach. Um, but, but thankfully, there's so many more people now in Southern California that are getting into pranic healing. We're, we're able to share these blessings and, and have pranic healers a lot more available now, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And thank you for your beautiful heart and helping people and your interest and passionate desire to help them beyond physical healing. Okay? So we are so happy for your time and may you have a wonderful day. Thank you thank to you, all the Alan. listeners. Yeah. To all the listeners, thank you so much. You can listen again after three hours. And feel free to share this recording to your friends or family who need more education and who needs to know Bill's journey from not believing to be able to feel energy that needs emergency attention or medical attention. So thank you again for your time. 
Thank you for your continued support. This is the 10th episode, and see you again next week. Namaste. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life. Please join your host, Ella Morano, and her panel of guest experts again next Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a positive week.